0: Hey, thanks for listening to the Afresh Church Message Podcast. Our hope is that today's message is encouraging and uplifting and ultimately will draw you into a closer and deeper relationship with Jesus starting right
1: now. Today we're going to be reading um, from Philippians, and I have no idea what the page number is, so give me one second and I'll give that to you. Page 710, since Pastor Sean does that, I'll do that. But we're reading from Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9 this morning. And I'll go ahead and we will read before we get started. And it will be on the big screen. Back. Oh, it's already up there. Cool. That's the production team working their magic. Good job, guys. Starting at verse 6. Are y'all there? I'm moving fast. Somebody said no. I'll give y'all like one more minute, Ben. Let's see. All right, I can't give you too much longer. I might delete something again. Um, Verse 6, it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brother and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about, think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace we'll be with you. Well, it starts off with a bang, right? It starts off by telling us not to worry about anything. Some translations even say and go as far as to say don't be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious about anything. And in 2022, it took me a minute there to remember what you are wearing. in 2022, that might not be such a huge, bold statement as it was when I was growing up, but it still is kind of bold to say, don't be anxious, don't have anxiety over anything. In my life growing up, that has really became a tug of war of sorts where you have two extremes on each side of this rope, where one side of the rope sits there and they say, oh, you have anxiety, you're worrying about stuff, you must not know Jesus. You must not be in relationship with the Father of peace. And that's one extreme. And I'll get there, that's terrible. And then we go to the other side of the extreme. There's no hope because Jesus isn't real. Or if Jesus didn't want you to suffer, he would have already taken it away. And you have that side of the extreme and they're both pulling each other back and forth. And it really distracts us from the truth. The truth that we normally find in the middle in most situations. The truth that the Bible we just read talks about anxiety and talks about worry. But there is mental health that we should seek out professionals for. You see, it's not this side or this side. We usually find ourselves somewhere in the middle with the truth. Don't you guys hate the extreme? The streams are rough. Don't let the extreme blind you from the truth. And this is just a small little preview of what we're going to get into, but I wanted to start it off there before we get in a prayer over this message, just to kind of lay the groundwork. And I'm going to give my title for today, but I ain't going to try to make anybody mad so nobody like throw something at me. But the title of today's message is You Are Weak. Ain't nobody like to be told that they're weak. I said that this morning, and uh, one of the guys in the production said, no, you're weak. I was like, well, yeah, (laughs) I just said that. Nobody likes being told that they are weak. But it's okay. We're going to walk through this passage this morning together, and hopefully we can understand where worry and anxiety fits into the plans of God for our life. So let's go ahead and pray. Father God, I just ask this morning that you would just speak through me. Give me the words to say and open up all of our ears to hear what you have for us. Pierce our hearts and change our souls and our mind, God. Help us become more like you. Help us to be able to become the version of ourselves that you always intended for us. Help us take the blinders off this morning and to see the truth of who you want us and had always planned for us to be. We love you and we thank you this morning. Amen and amen. You know, this is a a touchy subject, not a subject that you hear a lot in churches talking about anxiety because then you get into that kind of subject of mental health. And I sort of want to take a moment and make sure everybody knows a few different things. A few key points before we move forward. Number one, anxiety is not a sin. Anxiety is not a sin. Anxiety is not a sin. I don't care where you heard in the church from 20 years ago, like I did, but anxiety is not a sin. Can it lead to sin? Yes. Can we deal with anxiety with sin? Yes. And a lot of us struggle with that. But anxiety itself, the emotion of anxiety is not a sin. Key point one. Key point two. The scripture about anxiety is sourced from compassion, not condemnation. This verse is written in a compassion because God loves you so much, he doesn't want you to struggle with this. So he tries to lay out a way, a pathway, so you can overcome anxiety. That's number two. Number three is that God Almighty is almighty, all-knowing, and all-capable. There is nothing impossible for him. So what you believe to be impossible is not impossible for God. As a group of believers, a lot of us say that, but not all the time do we believe it, that God can help me. And if you don't believe this morning... That can be difficult, too, because I'm up here talking about a guy that can do the impossible. But then there's so many questions of, then why is this even here to begin with? And the last prerequisite to this message is that if you need help, seek it. Mental health is just as important as physical health. If I were to fall off this stage and break my leg in front of all of you and a bone pops out, nobody's going to fault me when the ambulance shows up and I go to the hospital. So why are we going to fault people that have to go seek medical help when it's the same thing? Mental health is the same as physical health. If you need help, you seek help. Even if my bones popped out and we pray a prayer and God heals me right here and my bone is back in and I can get up and walk, which He 100% can do, you still wouldn't fault me if I still went to the hospital just to get myself checked out because I 100% would. I have seen the miracles that God can do through this church. A woman that was told that she couldn't have a baby and now she has two kids cancer that disappeared i've seen it god can do the impossible but that doesn't mean that we should not seek out professional help sometimes the way that god is going to help us is through professional help that's a blessing finding the right doctor can be a blessing All right, there's your prerequisites to this sermon. Let's actually get into the message now. All right, so to talk about anxiety, I feel like we need to understand it. We need to understand what anxiety is. And it's an interesting definition. I'm going to read it here. The definition of anxiety is intense, excessive, and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations. Notice it says everyday situations. It isn't worried that the sky is going to fall and we're all going to die. It's not what it is. It's everyday situations. Does my wife still love me? Does my husband still love me? Do my kids love me? Am I going to eat today? Am I going to pass this test? I'm struggling over this meeting. It's the constant worry of everyday situations. And I personally struggle with the thought, as I'm sure if some of you guys have, if we have access to the Prince of Peace, which the Bible says that God is the Prince of Peace, that he has so much peace to give, why do we struggle with this? Statistics say that every, almost every single person that is alive, that walks on this earth, will struggle with anxiety at some point in their life. And 400 and some million people struggle with it daily and only a select few ever go seek help. Very, like, I think 3% is what I saw or something, actually seek help. So statistics show that This morning, I'm talking to every single one of us. Because at some point in our lives, if you haven't already, you will deal with this. Maybe a test pops up. Has anybody ever got anxiety over a test when they were in school? Yeah, I got anxiety before I walked up here. It's a common emotion, it's an emotion. but it never made sense to me. I always felt like, and I was told, to be quite honest, that having anxiety about something means that I didn't have Jesus with me, that I wasn't standing with God, that I couldn't be in a relationship with God because if I was, I would have peace. And I struggled with that for a long time. But you see, It's not that we're not standing with Jesus, it's that our anxiety can distract us from Jesus. Our anxiety can distract us from the power that he has to the point to where that's when the enemy steps in and exploits a real emotion. And that's where things go haywire. Jackson, can you come up here real quick? I got a little demonstration because I absolutely love demonstrations. Mr. Strongman. Everybody give Jackson a round of applause this morning. Yeah. Go ahead and grab these buckets in each hand. Yeah, there you go. Let me get... uh. Let me get this real quick. That way I can sort of still talk to y'all and show y'all this at the same time. All right. First of all, I picked salt because I'm still going to use this later, so I am not wasting anything. Just FYI, I'm not a wasteful person. You see in our lives, the way anxiety works is it starts weighing us down. And from a young age, it sort of starts like this. Ooh, this is heavy. We start filling ourselves and we hold on to it. And we're like, you know, as a kid, I will say, this is my kids, they run to me. I'm starving, where's my snack? You never starved in your life. You've been fed, but they have anxiety over it. So they start filling it up. Gosh, this is not gonna work like I planned. There we go. Yeah, and it starts getting heavy. And what test is gonna happen? Am I gonna be able to pass the test? Am I gonna get that new promotion at work? Is the person that I like gonna think the same way about me? Do my kids still love me? Am I ever gonna find the right person? Am I ever gonna get the right car? Is that heavy? It's not light. It's not light. And you sit there and you try to hold it. Sorry, I can't do two at the same time. So I'll come to this side. Put down the middle. And then you start filling up this side with more worry. You doing all right? Sure. Can you hold it for a while? Lift it above your head. (laughs) You see, and the problems keep going. And it gets a little bit more concerning. Like, what am I going to wear for a date? When am I going to find my wife? When am I going to find my husband? Is this the right person for me? And it's a constant worry. And then it's like, hey, we have kids coming. And the whole bag just gets thrown on there. All right, you can drop it. But the problem with this is, is he, talking about Jackson here, cannot keep sustaining the weight of his anxiety. And I thought about it, about really putting some weight on you and making you fall to your knees. But eventually that's where we find ourselves. You can sit down, thank you. Eventually, that's where we find ourselves. We're sitting here and we're struggling to pick this thing up. This isn't heavy, dude. I can sit here and do this all day. Just kidding. (laughs) But we get to the point where this takes us to the point where we're here. And we're being crushed by the weight of our anxiety. And we don't know where to go next. We don't know what to do next to get out from under this weight because the next place for us to go, the only thing that we can see is the ground. All we can see is our head heading for the ground. We're being crushed under the weight of our anxiety. I need to get back to my notes. But that's where we find that the enemy starts sneaking in is when we're on our knees. And don't you know on your knees is sometimes the best position you can be in? But it depends on whether you're distracted or your eyes are focused on your creator. Because the enemy's gonna sneak in and he's gonna tell you all of a sudden that a bottle is strong enough to sustain this weight. Or he's gonna tell you that scrolling on a phone Comparing yourself to everybody else in the world can hold this weight. Our friend Google, I got interested. I said, how can people get over anxiety? I typed that into Google. Feel free to type it in. It doesn't give you an answer from a doctor. The doctor tells you exactly what not to do. Top three things that people try to deal with anxiety, caffeine with coffee. That surprised me. Drugs, alcohol, nicotine, social media is the biggest distractions from people's anxiety. That we believe in the moment that we're on the ground and on our knees that Facebook can sustain the weight of our anxiety. Or that the bottle can sustain the weight. But guess what? It can't. And all of a sudden, I didn't bring a bottle up here, but I'm half tempted to crush my Starbucks cup. All of a sudden, boom, it drops, the bottle breaks, and we add a whole new weight of anxiety. Because what happens is there's things that distract us, actually just add more to it. It actually just adds more to it. It's a vicious loop. And we have no idea where to turn to. We have no idea where to go. So, I think it's fascinating that in the Bible, it gives us a road map. God gives us a road map on how to deal with this. And that's what I want to get into today. And I know it's been a little... Long already. I'm getting hot, man. Woo. Lifting that stuff was hard. But if you guys think that I'm nuts, by all means, I can understand that. Some people might be sitting out there thinking right now that ain't no way that whatever he's going to say, whatever comes out of his mouth is going to help me. My only question to you is, is what you're doing right now helping? Is what you're doing right now helping Is it working? Is it working? So I want to take a look back at the passage real quick. If we could throw it back up on the screen. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. We'll continue later, but that's good for now. My first point today comes straight from the Bible. Tell God what you need. He lays it out right there. Tell God what you need. A lot of us, a lot of humans, from the beginning of time, I will say, read Genesis, we hide The moment something happens, we try to hide ourselves from God. I'm not gonna use my blankie yet. But we try to cover this up, and we go into prayer. Father God, hallowed be thy name. I'm doing good, God. Love you, praise you, bye. And we never even get into the realness of what we're feeling. Spoiler alert, he already knows but he asks you to tell him. He wants you to rely on him. You see, parents, if you're in the room today, do you want your kids hiding their issues from you? Or do you want them to come to you and trust that you can help them? I thought about it myself. I have two kids. I want my kids to be able to rely on their father, on me, that they can trust me enough to come to me. I might not be able to solve it for them right now. God might be able to, I'm not God, but that doesn't, that doesn't matter to me. I want them to trust me. I want them to come to me with their problems. I wanna be their hero. I wanna be the strong one for them. When they're not strong enough. And a lot of parents can relate to that. And that's what God wants out of each and every one of us. Because guess what? Spoiler to the end of this. He is strong enough. You want to see somebody flip this over with a pinky toe? There you go. As funny as that sounds, but it's the truth. You see, you have to pray. Not, not some ritual prayer but 100% real and authentic prayers. He wants to hear from you. He wants to hear, God, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on today. I'm really worried about this meeting I have at work. I don't know if I'm going to say the right things or do the right things. I really want to get that promotion, though. And you have that conversation with your creator. It's getting to the point that it's crippling me. All I can think about, I can't spend time with my family. I can't eat. I can't sleep because all I can think about is this project at work. And it's killing you inside. Bring it to God. Why? Because the Bible says to cast your cares upon them. You see, not too long ago, we were on a trip to Maine Pulling our camper. And on a trip to Maine pulling a camper, you have to go through New York City. Huh. Anybody ever drive through New York City with a 30 foot camper on the back? Just me? You wanna see some stress? There you go. That was awful. And not only was it awful, we got to the Kumo Bridge, if anybody knows where that's at. And all of a sudden, my son says, I gotta pee. Fantastic, there's nowhere to go. I got a camper, I just can't pull off on the side of the road and go into the local gas station. Especially in New York City, because a lot of them had parkways and I was a lot tall, like seven foot ceilings, that ain't gonna work. So here I am getting stressful and it just so happens that when we drive somewhere, you gotta pass the time some, somehow. And we were listening to a podcast. And I don't know what the podcast is. I don't have the slightest idea who this person is. My wife just picks random stuff and we listen to it. But it was a pastor. And he was talking about, and I'm pretty sure it was a mega church pastor. I don't know. So, again, don't quote me on that. But he was talking about how he was running this huge church. And eventually his anxiety got the best of him. And his anxiety got deep. And then it turned into more issues and he ended up struggling with depression to the point that he had to give up his church and he almost gave up his life. But the reason that he was on that podcast today is because through the power of Jesus, he seeked or sought, he sought help. He sought help. And when he went to the doctor's I believe this is what, I don't remember if it was rehab. It doesn't really matter. He went to like some sort of like rehab or something. And the doctor came in and said, I have to prescribe you with something. I want you to spend two hours in a room with worship music and prayer every day. Every day. For the next two weeks, try it. that's what the doctor prescribed him. And he said for the first few days, he sat in a room and didn't say a word and just cried. He didn't feel any better. He walked out of the room. He didn't know what to do, still feeling the weight of the world on his shoulders. But he had his playlist, his worship playlist, and they he started going back in the next day. And he said, all right, today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to worship a little bit. And he kept singing the song, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going, to sing, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. And he kept just repeating it to himself I'm going to see a victory. The battle is already won. I'm going to see a victory. And he kept going and he kept going and he kept seeking and kept seeking. And it changed his life. God came down in the middle of his situation and repaired. His broken soul. He took the weight off of his shoulders and he was able to get up and walk out a new man. And now he's sharing his testimony and so many other people are being reached when he was one minute away from his face hitting the floor and him giving up on his life. But that's where we gotta start, is prayer. Point two, I need to speed this up. Point two, thank God. It says, instead, don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And then you will experience his peace. I didn't understand that at first. I never really thought about it. And then it hit me, it hit me really good. It doesn't say pray, receive, thanks. It says pray, thanks, receive. seems backwards. How many of y'all have went in to a restaurant and tipped the waiter before you ever gave your order? That's what I thought. Not one person in here. It's backwards. You don't walk in and tip the waiter before you make your order. It doesn't make sense. You would think I was crazy. So why does it say that? Why does it say pray, thank, receive, not pray, receive, thank? It's because you trust him. it's because he wants you to put all your faith in him. You see, to thank somebody is usually thanking them for receiving something. But this is a pre-action. We're saying thank you. I haven't received anything yet, but I'm saying thanks because I trust that you're gonna take care of me. Because I had the faith because I know who you are. I know that you love me. I have the faith that you're gonna take care of me. God wants you to put your faith in him. And you see, when you start doing that, it becomes a different conversation. It becomes a different conversation here. Whoa. It becomes pour it all out, pour all this out onto him and start thanking him for what you haven't even received yet. It becomes a conversation of can you till you will. I know. I believe in you. It might not look like what I want, but I believe in you. And then you will receive unexplainable peace that God gives. You see, to compare it to something, I brought my blankie, and I call it my blankie, because this is what I had when I was a kid. Growing up, it's ripped up, it's in shreds. No, we don't use it anymore. My wife made sure I said that. (laughs) I wish we did. But this was my blankie and I can't explain it, but I sleep so much better when I'm cold. This is the only blanket that you could put on my body and it would make me cold. Not because of the holes I'm talking about before the holes <laughs> still makes me cold, but it's the only one that I could get underneath. And I was like, oh, this just feels great. It was the peace that this blanket brought to me. You see, with all of its rips and tears, God isn't ripped and torn. But he just wants to cover you up. Yeah, I'm going to cover myself up. This feels good. See, I was hot, but now I'm cold. Ha <laughs> ha! I found out the trick. Found out the trick. But he just wants to cover you up. An unexplainable peace. For your soul to where when everything comes and the salt starts getting thrown and it starts hitting you it just bounces off you because you got his peace and point three wrap things up we have to fix our thoughts on him and continue the practice. You see, we have to be aware that the anxiety is a distraction and it can cause distractions. It ain't going to go away. Your everyday things, the meeting, is still going to be there. The test, sorry, is still going to be there. The marriage... It's still going to be there. The kids are still going to be there. The problems are still going to be there. The problems don't go away. But when we fix our thoughts on Jesus, on what is true, honorable, admirable, worthy of praise, when that stuff comes and we're on our knees, we're not looking towards the bottle anymore. We're not looking towards the pill anymore. We're looking towards our Creator, our Father. We're coming to our Father. And that's why it says, continue this practice. Continue this practice. This isn't a one, one and done thing. This is an everyday thing. And you might not feel any different after the first day or after the second day but continue the practice. God will show up with the peace. Stuff doesn't go away. Problems don't fade, but you'll have his peace. It'll look a whole lot different. Instead of, am I gonna pass this test tomorrow? And freaking out and driving yourself crazy and not being able to sleep may just turn into a full night's sleep a peace doesn't mean you're going to pass your test You still got to study test is still a thing but the peace will be within you see what is heavy for you and me isn't heavy for God It's a speck to him. It's just a speck. Something he can throw up in the air, do tricks with. It's not heavy for him. And today, we have the opportunity right now, right here in this room and online, we have the opportunity to talk to God He's not fragile. He's not a fragile God. He's strong, he's mighty. He wants to hear from you. His son, his daughter. He wants to take care of you, wrap you up in the coldest blankie. He wants to hear from you. So my challenge to you this week is block out some time in your calendar. Whether you feel anxious or not, it doesn't matter. You still should have this time. Block out some time in your calendar. Find the time to have that conversation with the creator. Maybe it's on your way to work in the car. Maybe it's as soon as you wake up in the morning. Maybe you have to get up a little earlier. In the morning. Maybe it's the first thing that you do when you get to work. You just sit down at your desk, breathe in His life, and excel on a hymn. Find the time, practice praying, thanking. Fixing your focus on what you know to believe is true. Because what he writes in here is truth. And we can bank on it. We can take it to the bank. It's going to pay out. It's not a dead check. Be consistent. Be consistent. That's what I have for you guys today. And I just want to take a moment together because you have the opportunity right now as a group, you have the opportunity right now as a group to pray, to pray and thank him for what he has done and what he is going to do in your life. Don't let a moment pass by that you don't take time for your father who cares about you, who loves you, who wants nothing more than to help you today. Father God, we come to you today. Some of us broken on our knees, needing you, God, to pick us back up and take the weight off of us. Some of us come to you today with our face an inch from the ground, not knowing where to go to next, God. Distracted. Addicted. But we're ready to turn our face towards you. Lord God, we're struggling. We thank you for what you have done because without you, we wouldn't even be here today. But we also thank you because we know in our hearts that you are a true and honorable and just God. That we believe that you are going to comfort us. You're going to wrap your arms around us You're going to give us peace today. We declare it in Jesus' name that today is a day that we will experience your peace. And we will walk out of here with the peace that can only come from you. We love you this morning, God. We praise you. You are worthy of our praise. You always have been and you always will be. We love you. We thank you. Amen and amen. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this message. We pray
0: that God has used this message to speak to you and to show you how much he loves you. And if God has shown you something incredible, we want to hear about it. Please send us an email to hello at afreshchurch.com. And if you wanna partner with us financially to help our ministry spread the good news of Jesus' love for all people, you can do so at afreshchurch.com slash give. Every dollar we receive goes back to loving people into a relationship with Jesus. We wanna encourage you to go out and live life with the one who gives life because it's so much better when we do it with Jesus.